So how did you lucky humans develop it? Well, humans gained empathy in three steps. First, humans began pair bonding with our mates as a way of raising our young. The need to cooperate with another person to keep babies alive encouraged our brains to grow. Second, humans started living in communities. Having to regularly deal with other people made us smarter. If you've ever had roommates who refuse to pick up after themselves on occasion, then you know how important it is to be alive together in peace and throw out the garbage once in a while. <clears throat> Third, human tribes had to cooperate to survive in harsh environments, where food was really scarce. Here, we learn the importance of putting the good of all over our own desires. Essentially, relationships are the core of why we evolved the way we did. Everybody reach out and hug somebody. I mean, someone you know, if they're cool with it. Don't hug strangers. Studies have shown that people seeing images of others in pain experience activity in the anterior cingulate cortex and the anterior insula, areas of the brain that process pain. When you tell your friend, I feel your pain, you're not just being cliche, you kinda do. And that's amazing. Human beings are still naturally self-centered, however. We project our life experiences and emotional states onto others. To compensate for that, another part of our brain, the right supramarginal gyrus, separates our emotions from those we see in others. It keeps us from going full Johnny Bravo on people and helps us understand what they're going through, even if it's different from our own experience. Knowing this about human development, it seems obvious that empathy is part of our nature and not just something we Learn. But that's not the whole story. We're born with the basics of empathy, but it takes work to make us empathy pros. See, children need to be empathized with in order to fully experience empathy themselves. If your caretakers empathize with you, you're more likely to be an empathetic person. On the other hand, you can be taught not to empathize, or to be born with a disconnect in the empathetic centers of the brain. Some researchers believe that those who lack empathy due to, say, a difficult childhood, suffer from sociopathy, and those who are born with the inability Wow, that was an informative little clip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now you're going to see how all of these topics, 130 some odd topics, all rest on today's topic. So when you hear me mention, I know you're tired of hearing his name, Krishnamurti. It is no measure of health to be fully integrated acclimated into a sick society. This is a society that lacks empathy. George Clinton said it years ago when he named his album America Eats Its Young. You think that, oh, you know, those kids are just raised wrong and they from the hood and some wrong with them, right? But you do know, right? I mean, just let's be honest. You do know. To be a baller in this society, you have to have a certain mindset to be like that. To be like an outright winner. You you have to be able you have to be somewhat of a mercenary. Most CEOs are like that. You you can't be like the bleeding heart CEO, right? If you, if you want to come up in this society, this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Everybody's in competition. And you got to think selfishly in order to not only survive, but excel. Right? There's, there's, no, there's no love in trying to help everybody. There's no winning 
in trying to help everybody. Right? For the most part, that's what we've been taught. Tonight's topic. I don't have any F's left to give. The death of empathy. A deeper look into the possible demise of the nurturing relationship. You're in a sick society, a sick culture that has a empathetic deficit as well as a moral deficit as well as an integrity as an integrity deficit. And you think your relationships are going to line up with happily ever after. What? More times than not. When it goes bad, you and your partner are going to be enemies. How did somebody love you turn out to be an enemy? When we come forward, the voice of reason is opening up the phone lines. We got questions to ask, and I want to talk to you. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. The record feel too good. Records like that are for celebrations. Don't that record feel good? But that record right now, in this moment, does not reflect where we are as a culture, as a society. We lack empathy. Let's just be honest. We really don't care. If you're not talking about what I want to hear, if you're not giving me what I want, if you're not supporting me in the way that I think I should be supporting, let me tell you something. When I'm on this show talking about you are the source of your happiness, you are the source of your approval, you are the source of your acceptance, it is not from a narcissistic place. It is to say you must be true love within yourself in order to magnetize true love in a relationship. You must have accepted your whole self in order to attract a whole person, right? Let's give a little bit more context to that. Can you be a whole person and attract a whole person? Yes and no. It is both yes and no. Why is it yes and no? Because you're perpetually a work in progress, a whip. But you could be better today than you were two years ago. You could be better today than you were 20 minutes ago. And the better you get, the better quality reflection you attract. So a lot of people are on this, this is my truth and this is who I am. A lot of people are on that space and they're, they're going at it from an egoic space, from uh, an egoic perspective without truly understanding the spiritual implications of being the source of your happiness. In other words, everything you need from your partner is actually an inside job. So what happens is when I can't get it from somebody else, I start to develop non-empathy. I start developing a no F's given type of attitude. Right? And as the clip stated earlier, you get a lot of this from your upbringing. You know, it's a lot of disappointed, dissatisfied, frustrated people in the world, and they're having kids and raising them that way. So we go out into the world like this. Another murder, senseless murder of a rapper. But the rapper is getting more attention than the sister 
who just got murdered, right? Y'all didn't hear about that? The sister who just got murdered. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The brother murdered his wife. I'm just saying, right? The rapper, not that, not that the rapper's life doesn't matter or that the rapper's life is worth more than the sister or vice versa, but because the rapper is a celebrity, the rapper gets more attention. I see everybody in my chat room talking about the young lady that ju that just got murdered. We don't know her name. I ain't going to say her name because I want you to go find her. Go find her. Why is it that we know about the rapper? And, I'm, and, 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 and let me just say peace and blessings to the rapper, the brother, uh, and his family from the, from the group Migos. You know, it's senseless. And it shouldn't happen. Right? It's enough of that. We live in a world that is devoid now of care, right? Of feeling, of empathy. Now, you know, I don't like to use the word care. I like to use the word empathy, right? Being able to feel the loss. When Derek Chauvin rested his knee on George Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes, lack of empathy. When Oscar Grant was killed on the BART platform, lack of empathy. When a man wakes up in the morning and says, this woman is too much, so the kids are going to have to suffer too. Lack of empathy. Right? When a sister said, oh, and I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm referencing real incidences that I know about. When a sister said, oh, the brother is sick. He's terminally ill. Oh, I didn't sign up for this. I mean, I know I told him I loved him a, a whole bunch of times and I told him I'm down with him, but he not coming back from this. Oh, I'm out. Lack of empathy. Huh? America itself lacks empathy we only care about the winner regardless of the winner's uh, moral compass or lack thereof hmm? agree or disagree america is a country in deep pain the coronavirus racial injustice economic insecurity political polarization misinformation and general daily uncertainty dominates our lives to the point that many people are barely able to cope. What you think they're going to bring when they come into the relationship? Is empathy decreasing in society? I want you to call in and answer these questions. 1-800-920-1580. Is empathy decreasing in society? Why is empathy declining in the world? Are we becoming less empathetic by choice? Are people less empathetic than before? Are most relationships lacking bi-directional empathy? Agree or disagree? Dating someone who lacks empathy is a very challenging task that can completely exhaust your emotional resources. Somebody call me and tell me why we so sick, yet we still got all of these fantasies about happily ever after. About we gonna find the one. 
when we ain't found the one within self. Get to me now, 1-800-920-1580. Let's get it. Richie Rich from Pasadena. Let's go. Big Joe, what's the deal, man? What's happening to everybody tonight? You know what I'm saying? You already know how I get down, bro. Let's cook. Okay, so look, Zoe, man, look. It's easy to say there ain't no empathy in the world because first it got to exist within you. I had a pops. I had a mom who got up and worked every day who made sure I was integrous to make sure that I had a value system. I come from a community in Pasadena, churchgoers, street individuals, but all of them had, you know, nobody was perfect, but, you know, their word was good and we looked out for each other, period. You know what I'm saying? So the, the transactional ways that we get at each other are definitely taught as you come up. People say, hey, Rich, why are you hanging with that dude? You got to let him go if you want to go to college or stop hanging on the corner if you're trying to get you a good job. You dig what I'm saying? So some lack of empathy tools that we have are being taught by people who are in our community, who don't have our best interests, and sometimes aren't even intellectually capable. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. So, um, you know, I don't watch TV. I don't listen to the news. You know, we're still in the hood with it. And I see a lot of empathy in the community. You know what I'm saying? And it's earned. Just like the respect, just like the love. So if you want to receive it, you got to first give it. Straight mm. up and down. Mm. You know what I mean? And if you don't have it, it's just a reflection of your household and the community that you come up out of. Straight up and down. Mm-hmm. 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 Brother, I love it. I appreciate you. Once again, Richie Rich from Pasadena. We always love it when you call, brother. Keep doing it. Thank you. Yes, sir. And I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a go one, one more for Richie Rich and Dina Love. Let me go one more. Let me go over the top. Don't give something that you are not. Uh-oh. Y'all not ready for tonight, right? Are y'all ready for tonight? Do not give something that you are not. What do you mean, Zoe? Because if you give something that you aren't inherently, what you're actually giving is a Trojan horse. The real you is hidden inside what you give. Oh, there's always strings attached when you give what you are not. I know y'all not ready for tonight. Tonight is a real topic. Because are are you tired or have you grown desensitized to young black men dying in the street at the hands of each other, at the hands of the police? Uh, Are you tired? Right. And if the world lacks empathy, what do you think your relationship is going to have? You got to understand if you're a work in progress in a toxic society and you don't have time to work through the toxicity of said society, that toxicity is resting dormant, waiting for conflict to exacerbate it or excite it and cause it to rise to the surface of your consciousness. 1-800-920-1580, get to the phone lines. I want to talk to people tonight. How important is developing empathy in a relationship? Do millennials lack empathy? Is your current relationship lacking something called compassionate empathy? What is that? Ooh, Lord, 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone line. Fred, San Fernando Valley in the building. Let's talk. Yes, hey, how you doing, Brother Zoe? Man, I'm trying Uh, to cook with grease, man. Let's go. Listen, Brother Zoe, for the last 40 years, we have been bombarded with images of war. You understand? 
Every day, every second, we have seen pictures of war, mentioning of wars, not even wars that involve us. So you must understand it desensitizes the average human being when he sees um, senseless violence going on under the guise of nationalism. Mm. Okay? You know, uh, men love war because, you know, it allows them to look serious. Because it's, it's the one thing that makes women stop laughing at men is war. Mm-hmm. Everything else, women don't take serious. But as soon as you get to killing, you know, women start looking at men in a, in a whole new light. Some get excited, some fear them. Mm-hmm. But men feed off that energy. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the direct use of force is a, a, you know, is a poor solution to any problem. You know, it generally is employed only by small children in large nations. You understand what I'm saying? Because we have uh, leaders with child with childlike minds, meaning that you know, if if the if the square peg don't fit into the round hole, let me bam on it a little bit and force it into mm, the hole. Mm, mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's just a it's just a problem that's common here in America. You know, it's common to attack to attack people on the other side of the world. But one thing, it's far more convenient to attack your neighbor that lives right next door. Mm. You know, first and foremost, they're infinitely closer. Second, they've been probably planning to do the same to you for years. And you just beat them to the punch. Wow. You understand where I'm coming from? Yes. While many countries file, you know, while many... Uh, cultures frown on this side of practice. You got to remember they're homo homogeneous uh, society, meaning that everybody is from the same culture, from the same thing. Mm-hmm. But here in America, we're a heterogeneous society, meaning everybody's from a different culture, and we all put in this what they call the melting pot. Mm-hmm. Me, I call it the Thunderdome, but you know, y'all call it the melting pot. Right, right, right. Well, brother, right. and so go ahead, um, man. R- wrap it up because we get close to the to to this. Uh... But you have to understand it is your common television set. The ones of you who don't have cable, the ones of you who ain't able to distinguish between fake news and reality. Because all around the world, there is 8 billion different stories in the naked city. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, Fred, let me say this, man. Always, man. You got a seat at the table. I love the insight you bring when you call in. We appreciate it. Call in anytime, good brother. Thank you for that. When we come forward, the phone lines are going to go to Dallas, Texas. Get to your phone lines right now if you want to bring your city in the building. All you got to do is hit me at 1-800-920-1580. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 
I want to boogie. I want to feel good. Right? I, the world is so stressful right now. You know, the voting situation, the homelessness situation, poverty, the wealth gap. Uh, the world is toxic at the highest level, right? And then we expect to go home to our relationships and find some level of comfort, not knowing that your partner may be conspiring against you. True or false? Women or men, women and men, Oh, this is terrible right here. God did this research. I looked this research up. True or false? Women and not men are more aggressive in relationships. Wow. Ooh. Let me just say, if that's true, because I was doing the research, and this was peer-reviewed paper. I'm going to share it. Did society make women more aggressive? This society. The toxicity of this society. Has it made women say, you know what? It's not safe to be a nurturer anymore. It's not safe to be empathetic anymore. We don't know what's going to happen. So women are now, as the brother in the chat just said, starting to play the game in a different way. Hmm? 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me. Somebody call me. I need I need somebody to talk to me right now. Up, oh, let's go to Rogashun in Dallas, Texas. Rogashun, talk to us, brother. What to do, bro? Steve, respect to you, man. Respect hey, man. To you. Thanks Num- for the sharpening. Number love, brother. Welcome to the show. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? I, I think that um, you say that there is a devoidance of empathy. I think it's more of a distortion of empathy because if you have a sick society then that means that the lens that everybody operates on, the systemic framework, is going to be one of sickness. So probably all essential human characteristics is actually going to be operated within the sickness. And when those can resonate themselves, and I'm pretty sure you have, to resonate themselves above what the framework is, you start looking for, you know what I'm saying, that which you can connect to. And you charge the society with lack of empathy when... I mean, really, what 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 was its empathy quotient prior to, you know, say the great Krishnamurti's uh, analysis on it? You know what I mean? Well, in the clip we played at the top of the hour, at the top of the uh, seven o'clock hour, it was real clear. He said empathy yeah. was rooted in raising kids and in tribes right. and in. So uh, when he broke that down, I said, "Oh, so this is." A unity-based thing. Empathy and unity go hand in hand. But they I, do. Feel, but they I do feel like I feel like with the advent of technology, you know, the cell, right. the cell phone, the smartphone in your hand is probably smarter than you are, <laughs> right? <laughs> people try it. But that cell phone and that technology has created an insulated and isolated culture, where right. it disconnects us from the tribe. The tribe doesn't matter. Mm. Now we're shifting even beyond the cell phone uh, or the smartphone and going into what Facebook is losing a ton of money on, and that's the metaverse. (laughs) A a further disconnection from the tribe, right? Yeah, the tribe of humanity. The tribe of humanity. Yeah. Right? Ideas isolate, bruh. Ideas isolate for sure. Yes, sir. 
So that's that, that was my thought. I was answering your question, brother. You got you have another point to make. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I do not. I do not. You got somebody else to keep burning. I mean, I can keep burning with you, but I don't want to hog, hog up the line. Hey, you know, man, if you got one more heater for me, I'll take it. Let's go. <laughs> well, you, you speak of empathy. I really truly came to understand empathy after my divorce, right? My mm, second divorce. <laughs> okay. Um. My, my ex-wife had gotten into yoga, and I noticed that it was definitely a discipline that she was sticking to and that she was making an adherence of it within her life, right? So she would ask me, you know what I'm saying, if, if you know, she could use the train on me or whatever, you know, because you know, I do personal training, you know, I'm a pretty fit, whatever. And, you know what I'm saying, I, it, yoga was always something that I always kind of respected as, as a discipline. I didn't really want to, you know what I'm saying, rock around with it, you know what I'm saying, not necessarily a fitness or something. And so it hit me afterwards that, well, I would do it, but my heart wouldn't be connected to it. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't be connected to it for the sake of her. I would do it for, all right, well, you know, a good husband is going to support his wife and everything, right? And I would give great support and all that, right? But it wasn't a connectivity to it because I didn't have an empathetic compromise. That's the thing. With marriage, people say compromise is, what, is how you make a marriage last and all that. No, it's empathetic compromission mm. because I can compromise and, and be, you know what I'm saying, biting the bullet. But if, if I really love you, let me try to see if I, how I can put me there with you in order to go through that with you. Mm. You know, so even if I ain't rocking with it, you know what I mean? Man, I appreciate the insight. You helped somebody, brother. That's why I love it when y'all call in and share this insight. Rogan Sean from Dallas, Texas. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, you already know the routine. Get to your phone lines. 1-800-920-1580. Here's a quote from Zoe Williams. A closed heart can't demand another heart to open. Only an open heart can command a closed heart to open y'all need to understand something about that if your heart is closed you can't demand your way into somebody else's heart too much fear too much ego too much pain too much unresolved issues man too many of those what are we going to do to change this world because right now i'm telling you there is a spiritual entropy happening the longer this way of thinking and believing and interacting goes on, the more we begin to break down into chaos. I promise you that. Uh, I, I got time. Good. Margarito, 302 Los Angeles. Marito, 302 Los Angeles, California. Get in here, brother. Hey, how you doing? Um, thanks for having me. Uh, this is my first time. I, I flipped through the channels and I, and I came through this and I was like, wow, man, this is cool. Thank um, you, brother. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, you said heart, and it, for me, like, heart goes with art, you know? Like, I'm Marito 302, I, I mean, I, I started doing art, and, uh, and, and I, you know, I'm a veteran. I didn't have any empathy after the war. I came back, and I was, like, I was very uh, upset, you know, struggling with my emotions. And through therapy, I got, you know, to getting, and I'm still going through therapy. Um, but, I mean, I started expressing myself through art and I'm a chef. So, you know, I, you know, through cooking and, and, and art, I just found myself and, and I feel like everybody needs to find their art, you know, yeah. and that's where the heart's going to be. I it's, like that. It's not, I, you know, people like, I don't, I, I think people are meant to be on the earth to create, you know, whatever that is, whether you, you know, whether you make 
he liked to paint cars. I don't know. Um, I, you know, it's 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 you're here to to make something, and, and I think a lot of the youth are lost because they feel like they're, they they don't have anything to make. You know, they just go to work. Uh, you know, they everybody you know everybody goes to work and uh, just follow the process. They just follow the process, but then mm-hmm. there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no meaning in the process, mm. and so you know you get you know you're hurt and hurt people hurt people. So um, I like to think that we're all purple. You know we're like fruit. We're delicate fruit, and and no matter how tough you are, I was a big tough marine. I was in shape, and I was I was bench pressing for you know 400 pounds, and I was still I was a little you know uh i was uh, you know i wasn't courageous because like i didn't confront my emotions and 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 uh you know that's that's what i i think that you know everybody's you know i think people need to need to slow down and realize that you know you're hurt and people are people are hurt no matter you know there's no color you know that you're not white you're not black you're not brown you're 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 a, you're a, i think you're purple because you know you're a delicate and some people are just, you know, that way, and 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 need to find, they need to find a way to making art. And that's why I found it. Hey, that's, brother, that's let, let me just say, man, thank you for sharing. I know a lot of people may be like, "Well, what is he talking about?" But listen, if you listen it really carefully, art is the pathway to the heart. And he said yeah. something else that was powerful too. Through art, there's meaning. He said something else that was powerful, too. He said a lot of people are just on a conveyor belt, just living life, going through the motions, not connected to meaning, not connected to art and not connected to heart. So how can they be empathetic? Let me tell you something, brother. You dropped some science, man, and I appreciate you for calling in. You didn't help somebody, man. Thank you, I bro. Appreciate, I appreciate you and everybody listening here. Uh, check my stuff. I'm a self-taught artist. I, I just started one day. I was just. You know, feeling sorry for myself, and I just you know picked up my my iPad and started drawing. So, uh, look me up in the Marito 302. I, everything I make is uh, it's from the heart. You know, that's why I feel. Thank you, brother, man. We appreciate it, man. Good looking. We on fire tonight. Oh, Lord, we on fire tonight. The phone calls are coming in from all over the country. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, you know how to do it. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. I don't have no Fs left to give. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. There's magic in that record. Stephanie Mills. My co-host is my playlist. And all I can do is send out love, man, to all of the people that have lost folk. You know how I many a million people died during COVID? Right? And I'm not talking about just celebrities, right? A million people died. Come on, has somebody ever sat down and just thought about Breonna Taylor's people, how they feel? Sandra Bland's folk, how they feel? Do you remember that scene in The Green Mile when Tom Hanks is walking Big John Coffey, right, to the electric chair? 
And he and no, before he gets to the electric chair, he's in his cell. And he's saying, Listen, man, listen, uh, brother, uh, just tell me what you want to do. If you wanna if you want me to get you out of here, it'll mean my job. But if if you want me to get you out of here, just say, Man, get me out of here and we'll get you out of here like we did when, when we took that ride for you to go heal the uh the warden's wife. And he said, nah, man, I'm ready to go. He said, it's like, you know, a thousand needles constantly sticking you. And listen, man, it's a lot of folk out there struggling. And this society has no time for them. This is why we're dying as a community. This is why we're dying as a people. This is why everybody is in this anxious space of what's going to happen next. And yes, uh, the celebrities who fall, they tend to get more attention. The brother Takeoff from the rap group Migos was fatally shot outside of a private party in Houston, the police say. And it's probably senseless. Probably ain't got nothing to do with nothing. It's because we live in a society that is devoid of passion or of compassion, of empathy. Pima. Chodron, the place that scares you, a guide to fearlessness in difficult times. She says, compassion is not a relationship between the healer and the wounded. It's a relationship between equals. Only when we know our own darkness well can we be present within the darkness of others. Compassion becomes real when we recognize our shared humanity. If I see a human and I see myself as a human, it's harder to take that life. There has to be some inhuman activity happening in you to take someone else's life. And you think killing somebody is the only way to take their life, an intimate relationship, you can take their life by not being true, by not being the real you and pretending that you're something that you're not. And then once you're found out, the death of who they thought you were has similar effects. 1-800-920-1580. Somebody call me right now. Somebody call me right now because we we're in a bad way, ladies and gentlemen. We're in a bad way. Let's go to Decatur, Georgia. So we could talk to Rio. Rio, yes, you're on the sir. line. Talk to me, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum assalam, good brother. Yes, sir. I just wanted to add in, brother. Um, I think it's so important for us to um, teach our young right then and there, meaning that we have to take the obligation on to, to teach them young and set that standard, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To go on about it the uh, the wiser way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, um, shit, excuse me. Um, oh. You know, take on the the God's characteristics. It, it, everything might not be all perfect and shining, gleaming, but truth always kills falsehood. So we have to speak truth from, from, from the youth. Teach them as soon as they sprout from the youth, and I, I believe that it make a big difference, and we put those characteristics of God into them, 
I think that'll make a great big difference, brother. You know what I mean? Man, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for calling and sharing the insight. And you're 100% right. We definitely have to teach the youth, yes, empathy is something that can be taught. It is something yes, that can sir. be displayed. And we have to display these uh, examples of empathy at a very young age. Now, watch this. When I come forward, I'm going to give you examples of what those empathy uh, 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 constructs look like and how we should put them in front of children. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, that was Decatur, Georgia. If you want to bring your town in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. The voice of reason is on complete fire tonight. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. A burning desire. Hey, a lot of people don't remember that. Produced by Terry and Jimmy. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Ralph Tresvin on the Mo Money soundtrack. Money Came By Love. Money Came By You is what it's called. Man, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason back in the building. Hour number two, the phone lines have been totally cracking. Tonight's topic, I don't have any Fs left to give. The death of empathy and how that affects our relationships. According to Joan Halifax from the book Standing Standing at the Edge, Finding Freedom Where Fear and Courage Meet, A world without empathy is a world that is dead to others. And if we are dead to others, we are dead to ourselves. The sharing of another's pain can take us past the narrow canyon of selfish disregard and even cruelty and into the larger, more expansive landscape of wisdom and compassion. The world has the world as it is now has no need for compassion. The world as it is currently constructed is reminiscent of the Lakers. It's a poorly constructed team. Got a lot of superstars here on planet Earth, but we don't work well together. Boy, I tell you, Quincy Jones is as good as a coach as Phil Jackson. Because when he put We Are the World together, what did he do? He told all the superstars, before you walk in the studio, leave your ego at the door. We can't have a spiritual conversation in our relationships because our wounds. Do you guys remember those little puppets? Yeah, yes, ventriloquist. <laughs> the wound is a ventriloquist in our life. You think you talking, but the wound and your fear and your ego is talking. Oh, yes, a wound can make you not care for fear of feeling what it felt before. Empathy is patiently and sincerely seeing the world through the other person's eyes. It's not learned in school. 
It's cultivated over a lifetime. Albert Einstein. Come on, man. Let's cook. 1-800-920-1580. Let's cook. John from Richmond, Virginia is on the line. Let's talk. Let's talk. Peace, brother Zoe. Yeah, man. What's happening, good family? I can't call it my brother. Um, I, I believe it's hard to feel empathy in America when you're hungry. You're in survival mode. Yes, sir. Yeah. 100%. Okay. All right. And it, there's there's so many people that are physically and spiritually starving. The society that we live in is based on the haves, the have-nots, and the fake it till you make it. Keep going. Keep going because you're cooking right now. I see you. You done put some shallots on it. You got, you got some <laughs> onions. You got the holy trinity. A little, a little bit of rosemary. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. Keep cooking. <laughs> All right, we're we're about to face a tremendous recession, mm-hmm. in which many people will find themselves homeless. The national APR mortgage rate is around seven percent until April of uh, 2023, and it's expected to drop down to around five point nine percent. Rest in peace to the brother Takeoff. He was reportedly killed by a hater. If you're accustomed to eating steak, it's not safe in 2022 to kick it with Vienna sausage and top ramen eaters. Wow. Wow. And I'll take that a step further, and I'll say that if you're mentally and spiritually satiated, it's detrimental to cohabitate with an insatiable partner. Come on. Keep going. Keep going. And that that that's it. That that's about it. All summed up, brother. Um, it just basically comes down to finding a way to not only feed yourself physically, but to feed the spirit. Mm. Now, money is a necessary tool that we all need, but there are other ways to to satiate yourself. And first, that comes spiritually. Right. right. There's a movie getting ready to come out called uh, Ant Man: uh, Quantum Mania. Right. And uh, in that movie, the outline of the movie is about a supervillain named Kane the Conqueror that's living inside of a quantum universe who's trying to escape uh, to an outer larger universe so he can inflict his will upon you. Mm-hmm. That's us as humans, my brother. Mm. So, how, many, how so, so many of us have because so many of us have a Kane the Conqueror that's living inside of us Ooh. that we allow to control our consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that's ruled by fear and confusion. And that means that we're ignoring all of the inner work that needs to be done. And I will also say, I'll add on to that, brother, the fight or flight response is often explained as a, a physiological response to stress. But I believe it's also an internal psychological response to stress as well. Mm. When many of us face that monster that lives inside of us, we choose to run away. We do that by ignoring it, turning to drugs, which... You know, a whole bunch of uh, the youth on today, and I wouldn't be surprised, the brother that that took uh, his his girl's life that you spoke about earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if he was high off of something. Mm. And we also do that by concentrating on the flaws in our partners and procrastinating. And the only way to keep that monster inside of us at bay is to actively fight it. We can achieve that through meditation, self-acceptance, therapy, uh, literature, Mm-hmm. And and exercise. That's one thing that that we don't talk enough about in this country is being physically fit. Mm. 
Right. When you work out, your brain releases endorphins. And a lot of scientists believe that's the best way to combat depression. Yeah. So once again, I say, if you aren't trying to fight that king, the conqueror that's, that's living inside of you, don't be surprised when him and all his homeboys pop out and take over, take over your living consciousness. And I'm going to leave it right there, my brother. Thank you, brother. We appreciate the call. Richmond, Virginia in the building. We appreciate it. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me. Sean, just call in. Sean hit me on, on Instagram saying, am I taking calls? Yes, I'm taking calls, Sean. We've been waiting for you to call in. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Get to your phone lines. I want to talk to y'all about empathy tonight. When we come forward, more questions, more concepts, and more callers. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ain't nobody heard Sky in a long time. The name of the record is Let's Celebrate or Celebrate by Sky. They had a, a lot of hits, man. They were funk band. 70s all the way into the 90s. Maybe even into the 2000s. Sky was dope. Very fly vibe right there. Just feels good. I want us to feel good about where we live today. We got callers on the line. I'm going to get to them real quick. But first, you guys got to get ready for Agenda for California. An African-American perspective moderated by the host of A More Perfect Union, Dr. Nikortolai Corte. Thursday, November 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on KBLA Talk 1580. I get another day off. I'll take that Thursday. Trust me. This conversation will feature an all-star panel, including Secretary of State Shirley Weber. Uh, is it Weber or Weber? Weber. I think it's Weber. Shirley Weber, Superintendent of Public Instruction, uh, Tony Thurmond, L.A. County Supervisor Holly Mitchell, Assemblyman Isaac Bryan, and more. Don't miss Agenda for California and African American Perspective, Thursday, November 3rd, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, only on KBLA Talk 1580. All episodes of this special series are available in podcast and video format on KBLA1580.com and on the KBLA app. And be sure to vote on or by Tuesday, November 8th. The phone line is cracking. I we, 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 we really into it right now. We are really into some heavy stuff about empathy. And I don't want to be a pessimist, right? I don't want to be a pessimist. I know relationships are hard. But if we don't turn it around, Zoe, give me some examples of uh, empathy, active listening, right? Actually being interested in what your partner has to say, being able to listen without judgment. That's a form of empathy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are examples of empathy. Trust me. These are empathetic skills, right? Empathetic skills are the abilities to relate to the identification and use of emotions in relationships as well as in the workplace. You can remain informed of your own thoughts and feelings and you can identify how your colleagues may feel as well, colleagues or significant other. 
Empathy is often present during conversations in the professional environment. We already know empathy or the lack thereof is present in the intimate environment. But empathetic skills, active listening, man, maintaining. uh, Can you look at somebody without judgment? Listen to what I mean by that. When somebody is looking at you, can't you tell when they're judging you, evaluating you, and without words, because just from the body language, the posturing, the folded arms, the twisted up lips, uh, uh, the side eye and all. Can you maintain direct eye contact without any of that? that? That's a kind of empathy to be able to use your eyes to convey your interest. Right. Sometimes just nodding your head as the speaker is talking is a form of acknowledgement. Yes, I understand what you're saying. I'm listening. I'm, I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in. Right? Angling your head towards them like, really? Is that what you mean? Another form of empathy is self-awareness. You know, am I twisting my face up? You know, <laughs> am I folding my arms up? Right? Emotional intelligence. You need that in order to convey empathy. Of course, you need to be open-minded. Open-minded, uh, open-mindedness implies, listen, I'm not, I'm not trying to be right here. I'm trying to be in alignment. I keep telling y'all, get rid of right and get into alignment. Are we energetically aligned? Are we spiritually aligned? Most times, we're just trying to be intellectually aligned. I just want to be able to agree with you so I could get over so we can get past this negative moment. No, that doesn't mean we're energetically aligned or we're aligned vibrationally. It doesn't mean that. Right. So open mindedness is key. Right. How you could become more empathetic is to be able. First off, you got to recognize what's in your empathy toolbox. You don't want your empathy toolbox to be empty. You might make the situation worse. All right. Let's get our folk in here right now. We got people on the line. People have been waiting for a minute. Fred. Oh, Fred is back from San Fernando. Get in here, Fred. Yeah, brother. Uh, I had a brother. Uh, you had a brother on the line. Trish. I was in the military. Also, I was a Marine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the government has this type of uh, warfare uh, capture their hearts. Okay. That was meant for women. And if you'll see, the government, all the U.S. government always tried to get women to uh, go against their men, whether it be Afghanistan, Iran, America, the black community. They always pick the women against the men because they know that the women are basically the core of, of the culture. Mm. Mm. Mm, that's deep. Man, you okay, just you so, woo, and you're a marine, so I know they taught you how to murder. Now you didn't. Right, so you oh, gotta, no, you gotta know murder. <laughs> you gotta learn how to murder. kill. Okay, kill. Well, <laughs> kill, because murder means that you know the person. Ooh, look, just the whole. Keep going. Keep. Come on, brother. Keep Killing means that it's just an object that this bullet is supposed to be when come in contact with. That's why understand this. In the military, we shoot at circles, targets. The police shoot at human bodies. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. 
I mean, you gotta understand, bro. When it's military, bro, it's it, it's a different mindset. It's, it's devoid of empathy. It's devoid of emotion. It's just about getting the job done by any means necessary. Mm. Mm. See, one thing I did love about the about the uh, military, it went by the book. Okay, and they said all we want is the answer of four. Okay. No matter how you got four, two plus two, three plus one, nine minus five, you know, a thousand minus nine hundred and ninety-six, we only want four. When I got into this civilian life, it's always some where they have limitations. You know, they 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 they, they stifle your imagination. Mm. You know, that's how that corporate world is. Mm. It's our way or it's the highway. Mm. And they have these little loopholes that the people who who, who 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 made the company can always walk through them loopholes. But you, as a, uh, I guess you can say a peon or a peasant or a serf, however you want to call it, because that's basically what it is. We're in a modernized serfdom. That's what we are, serfs. Mm. We can always be replaced. We can always be punished. We can always be sanctioned. You mean like you Diddy? You mean like Diddy replacing Ye on the Forbes billionaire list? Yeah, but let me let me <laughs> let me. Okay, I know this is gonna sound stupid, but the reason Kanye and Jay Z fell out was because Jay Z went took him to Paris to become into the Illuminati. Kanye says some old flip shit to the. Hey, wrong you can't curse, Fred. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, he said. I'm sorry. He said some off the wall things to the wrong people in people in the organization. They sent men on bicycles to rob them to let them know you can't be touched here in Paris. Kim and Kanye ran all the way back to caught the first thing smoking back to the U.S. to go see Donald Trump. The reason why is because Donald Trump has mob ties with the Russian with the Russian mafia and all those people. Okay? He said, Kanye, I would do this, kiss the ring. Now you got to pay a price. I want you to go out there, and I want you to denigrate your people. I want you to be as the biggest of a, a jackass as you possibly can for the amusement of white superiority. Wow. He's still paying off his bill, man. That's why That's why he's still... But Fred, 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 I'll let you roll with that, but that's way off topic. We talking about I empathy. understand, but okay, but the empathy is look, the only way you can have empathy with Joe another person is to sit down and share a meal and share a conversation. Huh. That's why they always had those things where, you know, like the pilgrims, you know, they they had the enemy come and sit down and they analyzed them and they talked and they found out their weaknesses. Well, then that ain't because empathy. People, that's manipulation. That's warfare. Well, some, some <laughs> people had empathy and yeah. some people were manipulative. Oh, Not everybody going to be on the same accord. Oh. That's even in the black community. We got people who claim that they are brothers and sisters, but Ooh. then they, they actually speak otherwise. All right, Fred, we and up it, against it, 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 man. It, we gotta, we okay. got to roll, brother. But you got to be naive if you think everybody's going to be honest. Wow, that's heavy. 
Fred bringing up a good point. Hey, Fred, I appreciate you for bringing San Fernando Valley back into the building. But we got Dallas, Texas, and we got Oakland, California lined up. When I come forward, my brothers, who I talk to often, will join the show. Y'all better show Big Luther some love. You are my shining The voice of reason has returned to KBLA Talk 1580. Tonight's topic, the death of empathy. In our intimate relationships. I think people are just less tolerant of each other. I think people are concerned less. They're concerned more uh, about what they can get and concerned less, it appears to be, and, and, and concerned less about the people they can get whatever they want from. It just seems that way. Uh, signs your partner lacks empathy. Uh, constantly being critical or judgmental. Uh, thinking anything that happened for you wouldn't happen without them, uh, calling other people sensitive, uh, responding in inappropriate ways, <sighs> having trouble understanding how their behavior affects others. And all of these things are bidirectional. Please understand that. Uh, they have difficulty maintaining relationships. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm that person, so... You know, I might lack empathy in that way, you know. Listen, I never try to put myself in a position to say that I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I know I'm not all good. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, man, we have to cultivate this as a community if we want to make any headway in this society. This society has taught us to be mercenaries. And I'm telling you, it's holographic. What do you mean it's holographic? Listen, man, the whole is everywhere, can be found everywhere, just like in holographic film, right? If you have a little bit of mercenary in you at the job, trust me, some of that mercenary that's in you at work comes home with you. It's just what it is. 1-800-920-1580. We got callers on the line. We're going to run through them quick. True monger, Dallas, Texas. Let's talk. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Talk to me, brother. The death of empathy. I don't know if it's completely dead, but it's probably on life support. Um, I've had, I think we all, uh, society has been conditioned to have situational empathy or conditional empathy, like you were saying earlier. Mm. Um, I think we, a lot of people have been used, so used to reducing people based on their status or their wallet or their popularity, that we dehumanize people. Mm. And we need to rehumanize people mm. and realize that person was a person before they were playing sports or singing and dancing or acting or whatever or becoming a quote-unquote influencer. Mm-hmm. They were people first. They have experiences just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I've had periods in my life where my my empathy tank tank was on fumes, and I had to go back and check myself. Have conversations with myself like, man, you know that ain't you. Mm. You're not that cold. You've been through some stuff. True enough. You had your moments where you were seemed ice cold and all put into other people, but you have to remember who you are. Wow. wow. At the end of the day. Um, Amen. Yeah. Wow. Some some people get more attention when something happens than others. Mm-hmm. But like, like, take off God got shot early this morning. Mm-hmm. He wasn't only like like that was lost, but he gets all the attention because he was a celebrity. Right. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's unfortunate. It's what it is. His his people are hurting just like anybody else who lost somebody today. They're hurting. Mm-hmm. So we just got to get back to rehumanizing ourselves. And then a lot, I think a lot of the empathy will come back. Wow. Hey, man, I appreciate the bombs. Keep dropping bombs. Who going to drop bombs next? That was Dallas, Texas. Let's get my brother from Oakland, California in the building, Sean. Sean, listen, man. Has society yes. squeezed all or nearly all of the empathy out of us? Well, brother, um, so put yourself in their shoes. Look at the world through their eyes. I mean, I heard Obama say that um, not too long ago, and I've heard other people say it. But that's really, um, you know, the essence of empathy, in my um, opinion, which you have to try your best to understand what it's like to be in someone else's shoes, and it's very difficult you know, look, I will always, you know, come to bat uh, for my closest friends when I think they're going to look really bad. And, and let me tell you why. Because I'm a baseball guy, and I'm not a historian, because those historian, baseball historians are amazing, the amount of everything that they understand. But almost throughout the entire history of baseball, which everyone should just read the history of baseball because it's a history of America along with everything else, is that writers, and I'm talking beat writers, all these newspapers throughout the country would always try to look black, try to make black people look stupid. Mm. And that's the truth. It is the very truth. And, And it's very sickening to me as someone who's white but loves baseball, didn't quite make it, but I'm, 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 you know, up as far as I can. So whenever I hear um, friends of mine who I love dearly, you know, repeating things <clears throat> that will make them look really bad, I cannot sit back. Call me whatever it is you want to call me, but because I love you, I'm going to come in and interrupt you. And sadly, um, I hate doing that, and I apologize for interrupting my someone that I love dearly, but I'm not going to let you look bad by repeating things that are debunked and, and are actually racist at its core um, because I will not allow that to happen. Now, I'm willing to take that risk as a friend of yours, and my friends are willing to take that with me. And they'll tell me when I'm full of it, Mm. all right? But I'll tell you what, man, 
I think when everything is said and done, you know, and every, you know, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be checking in on you and I love you, but I will damn sure not sit back and let you look bad. <laughs> Come on, Sean. You can feel Does when that they make look. Sense? Yes, because you can feel when they look bad. You be like, "Oh, that don't look good for you." Let me, <laughs> you, hey, brother. Let me just say, man, that's a real friend, and I appreciate you for sharing that insight, man. Thank you so much. You for always that. look good, brother. I'll tell you what. You look good, and, and and you're really amazing. But you know, if you ever didn't look good, you know I'm gonna tell you. Sean gonna jump in front of the bullet. Hey, oh. You look bad, so this is the bad bullet. I can't let you take this. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. I love you, family. <laughs> Thank you, man. Yeah. I love you too, man. Good looking. Sean is in the building. You know he like to cut up. We love it. Please continue to call in 1-800-920-1580. We got somebody calling in from Toronto. You know what that is. What? Ontario. Toronto? Ontario? Is this Canada? My brother Leonard, jump in here. Talk to us, bruh. Oh, wait. We, we Hold tight, Leonard. We're going to come forward, and then I'm going to talk to you. Leonard, hang in there. When we come forward, we going to Canada. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. That boy Johnny Gill was dancing hard in a mug, wasn't he? <laughs> the voice of reason is on fire tonight. Amazing topic. I had to have an upbeat, you know, co-host tonight. My playlist is my co-host. You know who that is. It's Johnny Gill. Rub you the right way. <laughs> Let's get Leonard from Toronto on. Leonard, jump in here. Let's talk. What's up, bro? How are you? Man, I'm turned up tonight, man. <laughs> me and you and both, me and you both, man. I'm doing some estimates tonight. I caught your show. This is the first time I caught you live and was able to call in and talk to you. Ah, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. I hope you're enjoying the uh, the show. And, and what are your thoughts on it? So you're talking about empathy, man. I got uh, a whole bunch to say. So uh, first I was saying in the comments, and it's really true, a lot of people are uh, altruism is, is something that um, is being fake. I hear a lot. A lot of people are fake nice. A lot of people are being they faking being good. They faking being fair. and faking being just. A lot of people will act like they're good people. They'll give you. They'll give a homeless person some money with the camera phone up. Like you're not really being genuine. You're not really doing something out of the kindness of your heart. You're doing it for likes. So you're doing it for recognition. Mm-hmm. People doing that in their relationships too. So uh, some people are being nice in their relationships because they're trying to get the draws at the end of the night. It's not necessarily that you want to do something, but it's a means to an end. You're not doing it out the kindness of your heart. You're doing it because in the end you're trying to get something out the deal. And so we talk about empathy. A lot of the things that we're seeing as being empathetic, um, a lot of times now we look at empathy or people are empaths or like suckers. Like we take people take advantage of empathy. You talking about mercenaries. A lot of people are mercenaries. Mm. And the people that they feed on, the people that they feed on, are the ones who care. And that's why if you care a lot, you got to guard your heart out here. You got to be able to have a real tough skin and use your discernment because a lot of people, the love that you're able to give, if you wanted them people, you're going to get tarnished and you're going to get messed up by a lot of people who uh, will take advantage of you. So 
you know, if you're one of them people who kind giving, you give without asking for something in return, um, you do for people without really expecting something because you see the good in people, you want them to be better. You got to be really, really selective with who you get that love and that attention to because if you turn that into, you turn that on onto the wrong person, you don't want to suffer. So, man, uh, thank you. Let brother. y'all know that you can do a lot. You can do a lot with empathy. You can do a lot with uh, with being a kind soul, but you can't do a lot of that in a situation where everybody is toxic and everybody is kind of messed up. So you got to figure out who's worthy of that kind of attention, and that kind of love. Mm. Then give it to him without asking for something in return. Man, good information. We appreciate you, man. You brought Toronto, Ontario, Canada into the building. Brother, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Call in anytime. You got a seat at the table, brother. Love it. And then I'm going to say this real quick before I come forward. What he said also has a reverse effect, and that is a paranoia that you are a good person, and someone will take advantage of you. And then you begin to project that out into the universe as well. When we come forward, we're going to speak to Q from Los Angeles, man. We're at the end of it, but guess what? Q is going to knock it out the park. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Haven't voted yet? Save time and avoid the election day lines by voting early. Visit plan.lavote.gov. Training in the passion for that taste of the wall you know off the wall is black people's favorite michael jackson album what's your favorite michael jackson album? off the wall yeah it's the falling in love man i think that's i think that's a duo with him and cheryl lynn or uh, patty austin or somebody like that it's an amazing record man amazing record q from los angeles listen q you got a little bit of time, Q. So make it quick, good brother. You got a little bit of time before we have to wrap it up for Danny Morrison. Brother, I don't know if I have uh, there's enough time for me to be able to uh, um, say what I need to, what I think is very important as far as the, uh, the relationship between a black man and a black woman. Because earlier on, I heard you saying that black women are getting tired of being the naturalists. Now, and it, it struck me to the point that how can the black woman surrender what they are divine given right? Every woman is a natural. So how can they get to this point? How did they get to this point that they wanted to surrender this uh, divine right that has been given to them? But if you look at it on the other way too, it's understandable because the brothers haven't been there really for, uh, for the black woman. Now, in this capitalist America, is um it, it requires so much and so i think brothers what brothers we need to do is there has to be some kind of a way that whereby we can reset the relationship between a black man and, and a black woman and i would suggest that uh, with a person like you i mean with your intelligence but listen and Q, your, uh, Q, 
brother, yeah, I got I got to stop you right now because I got to move to the next show. But Q, call in tomorrow, man. Call in early. I'll do this whole topic. We can talk about it tomorrow, brother, but I got to move forward. I appreciate you for the call. Please call in okay, tomorrow, man, and let's talk about it when I we got more time. Okay, my brother. Have a blessed evening. All right, you too. Hey, Danny Morrison and the gang about to come in here. Danny Morrison and Robin, please understand that I start the conversations. I'm not right about any of it, but I definitely want to have the discussion with you. That's why this is a caller-driven show. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'll be here tomorrow, and when we come forward, Danny Morrison show up next. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.